And here we go, folks. Welcome to Inside Middle Tennessee. And Sheila's already talking. She's critiquing me. I, I asked her before I left the house if I looked okay, and she said, "Yeah, you look fine." <laughs> well, have you, you know, can. Sarah Elizabeth, that you look fine. Thank you. you I can't appreciate sing it. us on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Sheila, thank, thank God for That's that. Right. Sometimes. That's right. Although I try to, I don't mind looking old, but I do not want to look frumpy. So it is my goal every day now, not now, to now, look Sheila, frumpy. I, I want to say this to your credit: you not once have you ever. Ever come in this show that I thought you looked frumpy. I appreciate that. I had the lady who fixes my hair to Lisa Bowers. I said, whatever you do, don't let me go out of this beauty shop looking frumpy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you're a national lecturer on the circuit. I bet I am. I bet I am. And uh, why don't you tell everybody where you You played hooky last week. Well, why don't you tell I, everybody where you were? I went? was at uh, Delta Kappa Gamma, the Zy State State Convention, and it is an honor society for women teachers. It was begun in 1929 by a little old lady in Texas who decided that women teachers were not getting the recognition that they deserved. And Annie Webb Blanton started this wonderful organization for women teachers, and she became the first female commissioner of education in Texas. About what year? 1929. Okay. So we we are. Uh, she she she. They, these ladies were sort of like the suffragettes. They traveled everywhere, establishing branches of Delta Kappa Gamma, and and ours um, ours has been here. I'm going to take a guess here. Ours has been here since the the early 30s. I have to have the figure, but wow. I don't. And many of the the um, most renowned female teachers that ever taught in Murray County have been involved in this. Margaret Dean Aiken and Miss Mary Graham and just lots of people. And we at one time were associated with the chapter in Williamson County and because we got so big, we split off and they are a row chapter and we are beta row. Okay. And uh, we we have this large convention every summer at Swanee. Of course, the COVID got in the way. But we go, and these are teachers from all over Tennessee, women teachers, and we come and commune with each other and learn new things and generally have a good time at Swanee. And mm-hmm. if you've never been to Swanee, you ought to drive over there. It's sort of like a, a little trip to England. It is beautiful, and and Swanee has many connections with Murray County. The um, Bishop Quintard, who consecrated Saint Peter's. Well, now we we also need to kind of make sure everybody knows this because yeah. they may not that that Swanee, at least at one time, may maybe not now, was an Episcopal school. It still is it's in still many is. ways. Yes. Yeah. I don't okay. know exactly how that plays into mm-hmm. it, but Bishop Quintard, who consecrated. St. Peter's, when it was finished after the war, is highly honored over there. He's on the stained glass windows. There's a dormitory named after him. And there's some other connections with Murray County. So I, I always go well, and love going up there and telling them. One of the Polks was a, was yes, a, a bishop. Yes, Leonidas. Leonidus, the fighting a, bishop. The fighting bishop of the Confederacy. This is what you get when you get two historians in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 are quick to correct you, and and being a teacher, they are quick to correct you. But but anyway, I was honored.
record that I asked I was asked to give the keynote address on Thursday night and I, I talked about teachers being kindred spirits and how we were bound together by similar notions and, and I love I did this. How about sim not let's not go notions. How about similar trials and tribulations? That's it. Yeah. Too. But I, I had just seen I had just seen the Beach Boys. So I said, <laughs> I, 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 I want to hear how this gets tied. It's I know it. It's good. I, I, it was good because teachers give off good vibrations. Oh Lord! <laughs> it's like you a know. it's like a dad joke, but it's a mom joke. It's a mom joke. It's a mom. Well, joke. they just same thing. I just same thing. Same thing. I just had them rolling in the aisles. It was so funny. For some reason, we have this lovely program. Like teachers like corn, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. do. <laughs> well, because we all are poor joke tellers but they they had this lovely program and for some reason you i got a rim shot terry i have not found out why in the back of that program were were the words to rocky top and nobody has told me yet why those words were in there i am puzzled by it so they had these ladies you did get the order of the rose for outstanding service to the organization and we had all these. Betty Jo Daniels, one of our sisters, got the Order of the Rose. She's been a Delta Kappa Gamma sister for a long time, a retired teacher. Anyway, they they had all these. Oh, Sarah, for once, we're going to get your mama to tear up. They had, you. I know. I they, know. Had, <laughs> they had all these ladies that they'd given the Order of the Rose for all this wonderful service. And then they just sat there. And there was this big gap. A pause. Yes, and nobody seemed to know what was going to happen next. So then these ladies started singing, that was all right. So when I got up there, I had to have something to start with. So I said, well, I just want you to know we were all sitting here waiting for these ladies of the Rose to sing Raggy Top because it's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a grand time. Dorothy Duncan went with me, Suzanne Turner, uh, Sue Fryer. Sue Fryer, Betty Jo Daniels and her daughter were up there. Emily Ferguson. And Emily Ferguson, who was our president, was up there. And she had a big part in the program. But we had a big time. And it was worth playing hooky. <laughs> I love, you know, the audience can't see this, but I just love it when your mother nods her head like, so there. So That's there. Right. So there. And she has that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> when, then uh, Tuesday, I'm the keynote speaker for the Tennessee Retired Teachers. And I'm going to talk about the golden age of teaching when we taught school and we just taught school. Well, do you not think that the golden age is coming back? I hope, hope. so. I hope and so. When I say golden age, I mean fundamentals. Well, the, the young teachers who were with us at, at Swanee are just uh, wringing their hands, hoping for better days. And this uh, third grade test debacle, I guess it's just hanging over everybody's head like the sword of Damocles. Children are are so put out by this. I know of numerous children who burst into tears at the thought of that test. And what we have managed to do, although we had good intentions, thank you, Scott Sapecki, we had good intentions. What we have done is we have created a mass of children who will carry test anxiety with them as long as they are in school. Yeah. We, or we've even done sometimes as adults. But, but, uh, <laughs> but a lot of those kids had test anxiety to begin with. Well, yeah. the, the saddest story I know is this little boy 
who who had made straight A's. This might have come from Delta Cap Who'd made straight A's, was there just everything to everybody, just wonderful, and he didn't make the cutoff. And he went home and crying, of course, and he said to his mother, now I'm one of the bad kids. Yeah. Well, a lot of that, you know, I'm a big believer in top-down leadership. Yes. And that includes parents. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. You know, and because we all know that a lot of the issues that students have at school are due to lack of parenting at home yes, who just yeah. shuffle them off and expect them to be babysat at school Absolutely. and they don't and they don't they don't uh participate no. in their child's education which is extremely important for the home well i think to do I, that. I hard we work how hard most of the folks we know with children in school work and then i think about the children who have no support at all. They don't know where they're going to sleep that night. They're not sure they're going to have something to eat. They may not have any clean clothes. They're just hanging out there by a very slender thread to become anything. Sheila, in your teaching experience, do you see that if a school has a pretty strong PTA or PTO that it's indicative of the educational level of those children in there also? Yes, because they can, the PTA or the PTO or the whatever they're calling it now, can fill in lots of gaps. And also, they can encourage parent participation. And maybe some parents would, would participate if somebody just asked them. Wouldn't That's you, what we get. Wouldn't you? PTA. Wouldn't you just like? It's not a, a the PTA is not an exclusive club. If you want to come help us with a carnival, we'll be glad to have you. <laughs> We're glad to have any help. Anytime. Like any other volunteer right. organization, and yeah. all. All right, I've been kind of remiss. I need to introduce the oh, players yeah. that we got here. I'm Jim Ross. We've got Terry Wilcox on the board. Hey, hey. We have Sheila Hickman and Sarah Elizabeth Hickman McLeod, and I'm going to add a three, four other names. No, on let's there. not do that. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard enough to write that. that yeah, so. Scott is not with us at the moment. I think, in fact, I see him outside. He is going to be coming in. Oh, so. running across Seventh yeah. Street. So he's been playing hooky too. Yeah. All right, we'll you have know. to have him give an account. Well, we do have a guest with us today. I'm going to let him introduce himself, but he is here with Mule Town Baseball, and I'm going to let him explain all that too so we're glad to have you what what, what do we have going on uh first of all i just want to thank you all for allowing me to be here uh this uh i'm keith crawford uh i'm one of the board members at Mewtown baseball and also one of the coaches there in our league and bless you and <laughs> you're doing i've been you're, doing a lot of coaching and stuff with you for a long time you're so. a teacher too <laughs> i've been coaching for a long time well it's so. in, it's in his family tree <laughs> yes 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 it is my father taught for many years at central high great uh so uh yes it's in and uh, my family i got a lot of education in my family so good uh, good people yeah so uh we have a, a our annual Mewtown baseball tournament Okay. Uh, it, uh, we usually we have that every year after our season. Uh, uh, we gonna have our first tournament this weekend. Uh, it'll be five and six and seven and eight year old tournament. Oh, cute! And then the following weekend, mob baseball. And it'll be uh, <laughs> the nine and ten and the eleven and twelve. And where will it be? It'll be at Fairview Park. Uh, oh, fun! I love start, Fairview uh, Park. It'll start to uh, the, it'll start tonight, and then uh, we'll finish up tomorrow, beginning at eight a.m. Okay. Uh, we have uh, uh, a lot of teams 
uh, participating, uh, teams from Lawrenceburg, Lewisburg, uh, Centerville, uh, teams from Nashville, Franklin. Uh, we have our own local team. Uh, Mount Pleasant is bringing a team in. Uh, uh, Columbia American is bringing a team in. So it's just going to be a, a great time for our youth and everything uh, to come together as a community. Uh, and that's what it's all about. You know, and we just have a good time. We have, uh, you know, the, the ice cone machine guy be out there. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you what are the concessions uh, yeah, what are food the trucks? Concessions? We, we have great concessions. Everybody wants to know about concessions and food got, trucks we got, now. We got Very concessions. Important. We got great concessions. We got the best burgers in town. You want a great burger come <laughs> see us this weekend. Sounds good. Uh, you know, we have uh, all kind of you know, activities going on, all kind of fun times going on at the park. So is there admission for to watch the No, game? there's no admission. Uh, we do. We'll be just asking just donations. Okay. Uh, okay. That just to keep our league and, you know, and keep everything, you know, because, uh, you know, we all know it takes funding to keep the league and to get everything going. So we just ask for donations, you know, as you come in. But, you know, no admission or price anything. Just out there for our kids to have fun playing the game of baseball. So it's at Fairview Park. Fairview Park. Starting, you say, this start, weekend. Start tomorrow? tonight. We'll start tonight. tonight uh, 6 o'clock, first game, and following by 7.30 game, and then tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. All right. And it just basically will go all day? Go all day. About <laughs> 6 o'clock. Can't, you can't go anymore. <laughs> you're you're going to be wore out. Oh, I'm going to have a great time having fun with it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Tell everybody a little bit more about Mule Town Baseball. Well, Mule Town Baseball, we, uh, you know, of course it used to be Fairview Little League when I was growing up playing there. <laughs> uh, and it was run, you know, Mr. Lossie Burkeen. Uh, oh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lossie. Mr. Harris. Uh, Terry uh, Harris had, uh, was my Mr. student. Mr. Uh, Willie Morgan, you know, a lot of others. Uh, John Willie Morris. Star My uncle. Yes. Pete Crawford and all them. We, it was just a. Uh, league for us when we played and we had opportunity to flourish and grow and had good coaches so about 2009 or so a lot of us in the community wanted to get together and get the league back going so we started you know and it's been going ever since how many teams do you have we in have Columbia 15 anyway? teams how many we have 15 teams in our 15 league. Wow. yes we have a three and four a wee ball league three and four year old league yeah and Aww. then we have a five and six a seven and eight <laughs> and nine and then we have the nine through twelve so we have 15 teams a three total. and four year old you probably got to tie a string on them so they all, oh, don't, all don't go hey. for the baseball is that hilarious they have a good time they have, oh, it's, it's a show i tell you that is, that is so but uh nice. yeah, we just we just we just we just bless and uh we have a great team of board members which led by you know, Kerry Buchanan is our president, and then we oh, have. Oh, uh, I talked Kerry Buchanan uh, too. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Jeff Betcher, which is, was our tournament director. So uh, it just, it's just, it's just been a blessing to be a part of. All right, so it's the Mule Town League. It's going to be this weekend. this weekend. It starts tonight at mm-hmm. six. Yes, Fairview Park. And folks, they got great food. It's going to be good entertainment, and the weather is outstanding right now. It's Come not boiling hot, and it's. Yes, humidity's low. It's great out it's there. Awesome. As James right. Russell Lowell said, and what is so rare as a day in June? There you go. <laughs> uh, hang on a second here. Uh, uh, uh. No, it, it, more, more. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, Keith, we're up against the break, Keith. Thank you for coming yes. in. Hey, we thank we, you we, we hope it, we hope that it's a big success, mm-hmm. and we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. 
mean by that is we work with young clients assisting budgeting and Ross, young families with college planning, life and disability insurance, older clients as they bring in 401k rollovers, seek advice with estate and tax planning, and finally with elderly clients when it comes to the distribution phase of their retirement and long-term care options. This is Marianne Stevick with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. And we're back with Inside 
Middle Tennessee. Scott Sapicki has decided that he would join us. We're glad to have his presence here, you know. So, Sarah Elizabeth has got her uh, giggle bucket uh, turned over. <laughs> My child is sitting in the corner on his stool, and all she needs is a dunce cap on. <laughs> <laughs> that child will have anything but a dunce cap on. Uh, I understand that. She's a, she's. Uh, not, we'll have to explain that. It's an old thing. It's an old thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we know. Uh, we, uh, the they probably knows. put you in jail for that night. So, the other week we were talking... <laughs> We're already off course, if whatever. Yeah. So the other week we talked about collective nouns. You were talking about the crows and and all that. So I, mom and I went on a search. Uh oh. So, oh, it's good. It's, it's good. A, so collective nouns for people. So there, there's um, what do you call a group of boys? Trouble. Trouble. <laughs> Trouble. That you know that is really good. Is a, a rascal of boys. A rascal. Trouble. I, I was close. Yeah. yeah. A rascal. So, uh, but. Um, Let's be fair. What do you do, girls? The girls oh, are. Trouble. Trouble. <laughs> double trouble. Uh, yeah, double trouble. Double trouble. Queen. I don't think it had that. No, women. Women is a gaggle of women or a bevy of ladies. A bevy of beauties. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a lot of these, when we looked them up, there's just something in there that you've heard before, but not necessarily in this particular connection. So, a collective term for a group of academic professors is a professorate. <laughs> wow. Now, i got to admit, never, I've never heard of that I one. Never, no, no, I've heard of eggheads, um, but never. And then... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Eggheads. Eggheads. So, and then you got um, a coven of witches. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, we've had that. Um, A collective group of wives is an impatient of wives. (laughs) An impatience of wives. Now, that's pretty good. And then... um, I'm just going to nod my head. (laughs) I'm in trouble enough as it is. A flock of tourists... Yeah, Instead well, of said, saying a group of tourists, you can say a flock of tourists. That's what they got in Nashville this week. Flocks oh, of yeah. tourists. Woo, buddy, yes. don't they? I wouldn't go down there for $50. <laughs> <laughs> I might for 100 <laughs> So a group of fishermen is called a drift. Really? A drift of fishermen. Wow. I know. I like when we... Some of these we know, like a some bench, of this stuff has been lost. A bench yeah. of de- uh, judges, um, a procession of mourners and vehicles moving slowly towards a funeral, which we pull over in Columbia in Murray County, mm-hmm. in the South in general. In the South in yes, general, for all you who've just moved here, um, it's called a cortege of mourners. Yeah, we use cortege in connection with like John F. Kennedy's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. We down here we just call it a procession, but yes, we do pull over and I'm happy to live where people still have that respectful notion for those who have passed on. Um, we have a posse of policemen. <laughs> a misbelief of painters. A group of painters. A, a mis- what now? A mis- misbelief of painters. Misbelief of painters. <laughs> yes. I don't get that. And then the nuns, I love the nuns. A surplus sur- I can't say A superfluity of nuns, like too many. <laughs> Surplicity? No, like superfluous, but it's, 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 that's the adjective. Well, this would be the noun, a superfluity 
of nuns. Woo, buddy. <laughs> We've hit our word. Yeah, that, that, that's a double. <laughs> that's a, yeah, there you go. That's a double on that so, one. Um, so then I looked up, like, collective nouns for animals. So a cloud of bats or a colony of bats, a sleuth of bears, a herd of buffalo, a clutter of cats. I never heard of that. I've never heard that. Clutter one. No. of cats. That's what we have have in Riverside. There's a clutter of cats. There's a caravan a... of camels. I've heard. Yeah, now, that makes sense. Yes. Um, <laughs> cattle is the collective noun for bulls, steers, and calves. A drove of cattle, a mob of cattle, a team of cattle, or a herd of cattle. We yeah, just yeah, I've heard. I've heard of cattle. Yeah, we just. Yeah. Used... <laughs> Uh, you've heard oh it's so bad now my next purchase will be some kind of thing you know maybe we ought to go from mom jokes and dad jokes to T. Willie jokes T. Willie jokes today (laughs) very clever Mr. T. Willie a scurry of chipmunks Um, that'd be about right too I'll be a scurry of squirrels around here a band no a band of coyotes a pod of dolphins a mem- that yeah, that one. A memory of elephants. I love that. Yeah. A memory. Well, I, well you're going to get to it, but I, you know, we when we talked about it last week, I love the owls. Oh yeah. yes, yes. So a school of fish, a troop of foxes, an army of frogs. We have an army of frogs in our backyard in the, the fish, fish pond. pond. A flock of goats or a tribe of goats. I just huh. thought it was a herd of goats. A band or troop of gorillas. I've heard of that. Yeah. A tower of giraffes. That's very appropriate, a tower of <laughs> A prickle of hedgehogs. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Or, or porcupines. Yes. A pride of lions, of course. Um, a herd of manatees. The manatees that are in ne- there. Never, never knew that one. A uh-uh. troop of monkeys. A mischief of mice. You could really, like, yeah. some of yeah. these are you like, can, like... You can kind of understand uh-huh. a little bit how they... Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to tell Al because Al didn't come up on the list. I really? Yeah. You remember what it was? Parliament. A Parliament yeah, of Owls. It's yes. there somewhere. It's, I didn't see it. Uh, and then a Baron of Mules or a Rake of Mules. We don't say that around here. We say no. a Team of Mules. A Team of Mules. Um, All right. One of them, we, we did another one. It, it was a Congress. What oh, was that? Oh, oh shoot. Okay. I, it's on there somewhere. It's, we'll find it in a minute, I guess. Um, what was the Congress? Was that the monkeys or something to do with apes or gorillas? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to find. Well, they were no. A, they were troops. A herd or Congress of salamanders. Good <laughs> lord! I I don't know. A crash of rhinos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they, uh, they ought to name that after bulls. Too. Yeah. Um, a nest of snakes. There you go. I'm not a snake person. Are y'all a snake person? Well, the snakes have had a bad rap ever since the Garden of Eden, and it wasn't even a snake. You know, it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Snakes don't bother me at all, but there is no middle ground on people with snakes. They either don't bother them at all, or they are absolutely deathly afraid of them. Yeah, I've known people that would just go into great distress at the thought of a snake. A knot of toads. Wow. And then a school of whales and a cohort of zebras. I guess that's because so, they were all talking to each other. Onward to birds. 
<laughs> this is a storehouse of useless information for you today. Well, I tell you what, now, you hit the nail on the head. If you're looking for useless information, this is a show for right, you. Right. <laughs> I, I, I 1-800-INSIDE-MIDDLE-TENNESSEE. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, oh, I didn't say well, this. In a dictionary, that's what it is, isn't it? After I told the Delta Kappa Gamma sisters I was sometimes on the radio, they were going to listen. They were going to look us up on Front Porch Radio. We may have listeners all over Tennessee. Uh, well, right. well, well guess what? We should. We yeah, should. I we said, should. And we do. Yeah, we, we do. do. I said, just I have t- friends that out of state that listen to us. Yeah. Front Porch Radio. I said, look us up. Well, the signal covers eight counties, so yeah. you would think. Yes, I can know. listen to you in almost all the counties I serve. Uh-oh. If I'm not here and I listen, I can hear I can hear everything. And in the internet, you can get it anywhere in the world. Yeah. 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 So that's they were cool. so tickled. I said, you may learn something you may not. Most likely not. So, uh, <laughs> a murder of crows, a muster of crows, a brood of chickens. Yeah, we I want to know how they came up with a murder I, of crows. I don't know. I I would like to know the etymology of that. Where in the world? How did this evolve? There Edgar, must be Edgar a Allan Poe. Yep, never Edgar, more. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it it could have been. You know, I mean, you mentioned it earlier that in the old days that crows were kind of a symbolic of death and yes. you know, something was bad yes. was going to happen. So yeah. that's probably where it, where pro- it yeah. emanated from. Yeah, a raft of ducks. That's pretty okay. cute. I hadn't figured that one out yet. Um, like the ducks paddling. A convocation of eagles or a congress of eagles. I like that. A convocation. I like that word. A flamboyance of flamingos. Oh, Lord. Well, we know where that came from. <laughs> Alliteration. Alliteration. Yeah. A gaggle of geese. Yeah. That too. I love that. Well, that, that and they're always, yes. they're always squawking. Well. Um, or honking. How about that? So A... A kettle of hawks, a company of parrots. I like that for parrots. They keep a pod of pelicans. That's one of my favorite things to see at the beach. Yeah, the the pelicans pelicans flying over the water because, as odd looking as they are, they are absolutely elegant flyers. Oh yeah. Yes, and just uh, just a quick note from our executive producer Ann Klein: uh, these shows are on the internet. They are, you can go, go look at past episodes. Oh yes, so go yes. To, go to our website and you can pull up any of the old editions. So, in other words, if you're extremely bored, <laughs> you want to find out something that. you didn't want to know in the first place. That's right. But they're on the website, and you can go catch check any of the uh, previous episodes that have aired. Well, I was told this week by several people they listen to us, and I'm like. You did? Like, I was yeah. kind of shocked. Like, and it's people my age. <laughs> like, y'all listen to us. So, um, so instead of Aust- nine li- listeners, we got ten. We got ten. <laughs> All right. Um, peacocks. An ostentation of peafowl. Isn't that just ostentatious? I just love that. And if, if at night... It'd also be appropriate, particularly if they start spreading yes, out their they, tail yes. feathers. So at night, one of my friend's grandparents raised peacocks. Oh, and beautiful. they were everywhere yeah. on the farm. You know, Sheila, come to think of it, you would think that peacocks would be that flamboyance that she talked yes. about. Yeah. Because yes. yeah. they could be that. But if uh, you get... If they go to roost and they hear a noise, it's awful. Like, they go berserk. <laughs> well, that, you know, I mean, they often say, and they used to, I mean, y'all. y'all like, yeah. Uh, it, it was, if you really wanted a watchdog. That's right. Either want peacocks or guineas. Guineas. Yeah. Guineas. They, yes. Are My, guineas in there, too? 
I don't. I didn't I don't, see guineas. Didn't see my, guineas. my grandparents on the next farm, the Walters, had guineas. They were the most amazing animals. They were just like little old ladies with gingham dresses on. They were so cute. Grandma Lois and Grandpa Bert had guineas. I tell you what, if if you got a bug problem, yeah, they'll that, wipe out a bug it. problem. <laughs> they love bugs. An unkindness of ravens. And then a few more. A raffle of turkeys. There you go. That is kind of fun. A mustering of storks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Somebody's calling. (laughs) And then um, I found some for bugs. Um, well, I don't think people I don't think are that too was much into bugs. Not in, too much into bugs. We, too, so. we would like, but anyway, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool when you look up stuff like this. Well, words are just well. Of course, I made my living with words, but I just love finding strange connections with words and stories and all that sort of thing. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. There you go. With After- get it, do it. You got to do it. We'll, with with. Inside Middle Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. 
The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And you are listening to 101.7 in Columbia, Tennessee. We're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. You know, again, some of the off-air stuff that we do is just as much fun as what we do on air. Well, that's probably the part that should be preserved for posterity. You know. Uh, Scott, I saw that you had, uh, you've been visiting Tennessee Tech this past week, right? Uh, Monday, it's been a long week. Monday, we were at the football camp of Tennessee Tech at Oakland High School okay. uh, in Murfreesboro. Tuesday, UT Martin had had another one at Oakland, so I was on Tuesday. Wednesday, we left. We were at UT Knoxville uh, for yesterday's camp on Thursday. You know, between all the camps that you've been to, your kids don't need any more coaching. Well, <laughs> They're already going to be real smart when well, it comes to football. I, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, they get used to hearing their coaches all the time. And sometimes as an athlete, you kind of, I don't know, you start to tune them out a little bit. Whereas if you go to a different level, like you go to a college, I mean, the, the coaches at the college level, uh, they are paid professionals. They get paid a lot of money to do what they do. Um, they you know, didn't used to, but thank no. God it's coming up. Well, I mean, they, they make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And Bless so, you know, as an offensive lineman, you get to, in, in one week, he got to hear from the offensive line coach at Tennessee Tech, UT Martin, and UT Knoxville. So... What what you start to hear is they're saying the same thing with a little different terminology. A different way. Which is fine. So you learn to be a little bit more flexible as an athlete. Uh, Sunday we're at Memphis for their football camp, and then we finish up on next Thursday uh, up at Western Kentucky, and then that'll settle it down until the end of uh, July. And then we have to go back to UT Chattanooga, and then the, uh, Gabriel's been invited to Miami of Ohio. Wow! Oh. So and then that then the, then the season starts. Yep. So it's uh, it's it's just different now. You have to go if you're waiting for now. If you're a five star, right? If you're the one that you don't have, have to wait for anything. If, They're coming if, after you. If everybody you. wants you, right? If you've got that physical build, yes, then you can sit at home and wait for the offers to roll in. But if you're not one of those elite 100 athletes in the country, you have to mm-hmm. go market yourself. And you know the high school coaches have a huge role to play in that where they have to develop those relationships with those college coaches to say, hey, I've got a kid that can play for you. Yeah. And college co- or high school coaches, you need to be there a while so those recruiting coordinators trust you when they call. You're, when you tell them that somebody is six foot four, they better be six foot four, not six foot two, and you fudged it. <laughs> Right, because yeah. be- be- stretch about a right. little longer. Because and that happens a lot in programs. You'll see that all the time. 
Oh, basketball's right. awful. It's all it's awful about it. Yeah, everybody said Charles Barkley was six foot seven. He was lucky if he was six four. Right. And so it's one of those things where you just have to you have to get out there and market yourself. You have to market your son or your daughter for, for sports and you gotta impress them when you go to these camps to just get on the list. To where it, basically here's what it always comes down to how you play your senior season. Yeah, that's what it all comes down to. Every every place we've gone to, they say the exact same thing, and I've heard it to almost every player they talk to, is we're really interested in you. It'll come down to your senior season. Yeah, and that's what they wait. Do you get hurt? Do you play well? Do you take yeah. a year off? Do you not focus, or can you fight through it and be laser focused to get to the next level? Because, as you know, there is so much money in college sports right now. These head coaches that are making. At the division, like Coach Heupel, probably making ten to twelve million dollars a year, uh, Mrs. Heupel likes that paycheck coming home. Well, I would reckon and, so. Right, and she doesn't want him. She doesn't want him to take a chance on a football player that could jeopardize that paycheck coming home. Yeah. And so they're very cautious about attitude and and is is he a problem? I mean, yeah, character. Is, and I'm mm-hmm. liking the fact of uh, that character plays right, a, a part, part in yeah. it. It does, but but it also comes down to rule and exception. The further you are to an exception, right, an exceptional player like like a difference yeah. maker, then character starts to wane because you start to see what that person could possibly do for you on the football field. Now, I, I will give credit to Coach Saban on this. Yeah, yeah, too. I kept thinking that he doesn't have he doesn't tolerate many, much. No, because he doesn't have to because he's got six five star All Americans behind you. So if you want to misbehave, hit the transfer portal and go somewhere else, <laughs> go somewhere which is which is another problem we have is the yeah. transfer portal. Yeah. Is I just saw I follow Western Kentucky cuz Gabriel's getting recruited by them. Western Kentucky just signed I think 5 ath- athletes from the transfer portal in football. Good gracious. Just signed them and they're reporting already for the fall football season. Yeah. So you've got 5 people that just came in to Western Kentucky, that there was a kid who just went through spring spring ball, who thought they were the starter, not anymore. Just got replaced. Yeah. And now those kids, what what are they looking to do? They're going to transfer. I'm going to hit the transfer portal and get out of here. So I have a question about transfer portal, just mm-hmm. from my knowledge base. Um, you have to apply to that college too after you do the transfer. Yeah, portal. when you transfer, you you have to get you. Have, you have to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trust me, they are. Yeah, I, understand, I, understand. I was going to say they, they have that ironed out on the front end by the before time it gets announced. The, okay, before but, they but hit it's the it's just it is created, and then the whole the COVID years, right? Uh-huh. You got some football players that are in their sixth or seventh year of football. Yeah. Well, Hidden Hooker was twenty five, twenty four, twenty five. Joe Milton is twenty four, twenty five. Because they're they're taking advantage of those extra years. Now, my question is. <laughs> It doesn't take you six years to get a four-year degree. So what masters are they working on? Well, I do know some people, some of my friends that did, but anyway. (laughs) But but in the normal course of things, enable to stay eligible, you have to at least take 12 hours a semester, right? If you go to school and you take your 12 hours a semester, and over those four years you take a couple summer school courses, you graduate in four years. Oh, yeah. I took summer right? courses every summer. And some of these athletes, because of the commitment you have at, like, Tennessee, 
you go to intercession, which is a three-week course after school gets out in May. It's fantastic. And then mini yeah, term. Yep. Yeah, and then they en- then they enroll you in one or two summer school courses because that equates out to nine credit hours, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to meet the twenty-four credit hour throughout the next academic year. So they're sprinkling those extra nine oh, into that, that twenty-four. So oh. during the football season, they could o- they may only have to take ten hours. Oh, yeah. good grief! They could take tennis. Well, and, well, you can and, until your junior year. Then you got then you got to start working towards your degree. Yeah, and ceramics. But it's ceramics. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Underwater basketball. That, that's a long. That's just a long conversation there that I could go on and on about. But uh, um, state statewide, statewide, uh, uh, we have gotten really good news. Uh, I listened to the conversation coming down here, and uh, we did get some very good news on the retakes. Good. Uh, 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 I have it here. I'm sorry. I should have been prepared. My fault. Give me one second here. You know, I, I do want to make one comment, though. It, you know, as far as, quote, test anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, life is not always easy. No. You know, you just might, if, you, if you're going to learn that you have hurdles to overcome and things like that, yeah. you're better off if you learn them early. As opposed to having life easy to hit seventeen well, years old, right. and all of a sudden it pops you in the face. Well, you are right. Well, one of the you things, know? one, and it's amazing how much you got to deal with and, adversity. And I wish uh, Mr. Hickman was here because he he taught and he coached, and the similarities between coaching and teaching are crazy. Yeah, how close they are, right? Yep. And and in sports, we put such a high bar. On the success of the athletes, right? Yes. But we don't do the same thing anymore in education. We used to. Oh, yes. We used to do it. It was considered disgraceful yes. if you didn't do well at school. It so, was a reflection on your family. So now we, we argue up in Nashville a lot of, well, we're trying to raise the bar in education, right? We're trying to raise the bar in accountability. We're trying to raise the bar for, for proficiency, and we're getting pushback. But when you start to see and we raise, when we get focused on this, how the teachers respond in a positive way that now we're sitting at almost 42% literacy rate in the state of Tennessee for third graders that we haven't even been close to in 17 years. I think part of it, and I, I was I talked about the test anxiety, and I think you're right, Jim Ross, that you have to, you have to learn to hit things head on. And I think part of that will come with the teachers mm-hmm. having a better grasp of what's going on. And and I did have, have somebody told me, at, I think it was at, at Swanee, one of, one of the teachers said, I just told my children, you're smarter than any test you'll ever take. Do your best. <laughs> so the thing that is really going to help us out, and if you go back and look at the presentation that we had in our committee up in Nashville from Pearson about, we are tell about who Pearson is. Pearson is a testing vendor. Okay, the previous testing vendor we had was atrocious. Oh, atrocious! What a and, and as before my time, and we fired them right away. But um, Pearson is the largest testing vendor in the world. Thirty-seven states that they 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 help they help do the test. But here's what's really interesting: one of the things that teachers have been clamoring for is, can I get a copy of the test? Yes, right. That would be helpful, and then. Not only get the copy of the test, but see how my students in whole answered all those questions to see if there's a part of the test that I need to teach better, right? Yes. 
Well, now we're almost at a point right now where we have enough backup banks of questions because Pearson is developing questions and running them by the teachers hundreds and hundreds at a time. We're about, if not next year, 23-24, in 24-25, we should have the ability now that when the kids take the TCAP test in 3 through 12 to be able to turn, or 3 through 8, sorry, be able to turn that around and send that whole test back to all the teachers and give them their test scores from their kids so they can see as a teacher, hey, my kids really got this, but boy, they really missed this part. Oh, that is wonderful because mm-hmm. for so many years mm-hmm. we gave those blooming tests in the spring and the results came back in July and nobody ever knew what they were Correct. and they just were on a piece of paper somewhere that somebody mm-hmm. put in the file. Because all they get now is they just get how their kids tested. They don't have the questions. So we're working on that. But here's the good news. Well, hey, Scott, I do want to remind everybody something about this this third grade business anytime there's a change it doesn't matter what kind of change it is it's going to upset the apple cart and there's going to be pushback but also too i want to remind everybody too kind of what i mentioned to you before the benefits of what we are doing are really going to show two to three years from oh now. yes it's in too a, early in a big yeah. way it's too early to judge it right now and, and we've had you know the bill i was going to run about about re- retention in first grade get them early but that's still stuff that that we're working on but here's here's the good news and i'm just going to do murray county murray county 56.9 percent of the kids who were eligible for the retake took it so 56 percent of the kids took the retake who could out of that 56.9%, we had 11% of those kids that moved themselves from uh, approaching yeah. to either exceeding or on track. Yeah, approaching so they, means close. Yes. Yeah, okay, so, so they, but they got across the line now, yeah. which means they don't have to have any help or any interventions because they've proven to us that they know the material. They can do it. So it might have had a one bad test, yeah. so we give them the opportunity to take it again. But here's where the big, the big money is. Out of that 56%, 11% moved above the line, but 10% of those kids went from the lowest levels to approaching. See, yeah. That, that, yeah. That's the huge line that we're looking at. We've seen, because the teachers have focused on it this year, we've seen the biggest decrease in kids that are in the worst category Yeah. that are now on the approaching, which is very encouraging to us. Now, here's what, the, here's what the big question is. We made almost a six-point jump in the state of Tennessee in one year. That's with only one year of summer school and one year of tutoring. Mm-hmm. Now these kids who are in second grade, get, moving into third grade, they're going to have another, op- another year for summer school yes. and another option for tutoring before they take their third grade TCAP. How far can we move the needle next year in TCAP when these kids have had two years of intervention now? Well, I I think this summer program is a grand idea. And I think maybe we Mm -hmm. ought to have everybody go to summer school. Well, so... uh, well, I'm up against it too. So uh, no, we got four minutes. We're uh, well, fine. I know there's superintendents that listen to this, especially Dr. Ventura. The one thing that that we clarified, and I clarified it this week, if Murray County had a hundred kids that were approaching and below, in the approaching category, you had the option of go to summer school or take a tutor. Well, let's say there were fifty and fifty, fifty below, fifty approaching. Out of the fifty approaching, twenty-five kids said, "You know what? I'm just going to take the tutor." Well, we were allotted 25 spots to pay for those kids for summer school from the state, right? Yeah. 
could the district now open up kids that were on track that were at the lowest levels of on track to be able to qualify to come to summer school and get the additional help to help them out? And the answer is yes. We, summer, there is so much loss of learning during the summer. We all know that. And, it, and these four-day weeks are appealing to children mm-hmm. and to the parents. And, and there, as a person who taught old-fashioned summer school, which was really summer school, I could I can attest to the growth that children can get in the summer because the classes are smaller, mm-hmm. the teachers aren't pressed so, and and it's a real opportunity for growth and enrichment. So at the end of the twenty three twenty four school year coming up now, the bill we just passed will have summer school and tutoring available to kindergartners, first and second graders. Good. So we're going to really start. I think my gut feeling is in four to five years. The 30 percentiles that we were looking at now will be a thing of the distant past to where I think we could possibly be at 50, 55 percent in four or five years because of the focus that the teachers and now and everybody's talked about this. I heard you on the radio about (laughs) we got to engage the parents. Right. That was my. Well, well, let me tell you something. Maybe that's a wake up call to some parents. Well, let me tell you something. You need to get involved. The third grade retention law. Has has engaged the parents. <laughs> Good. Good. So work with as a parent. Take ownership of your child's education. No kidding. Right. Don't just let it be passive. Get involved with your teacher. Ask the teacher what help they need to help your student become the best student they can. Get involved. And your by PTA. golly, yeah. when you get them young, folks, read to your kids. Yeah. Just go get a book. Dolly Parton, Imagination Library, right? Here in Murray yes, County. Yes. Read them over and over and over. I mean, Mama Llama and all that stuff. I know yeah. all that stuff still, <laughs> yes. right? Dr. Seuss. How many go, go. Right. Dr. Seuss, cat in a hat. But, but I'm telling you, it works. And if, yeah. and if the parents will just meet their teachers 50% of the way, yes. we will transform education back to the days when we – and we're going to work at the state for the fundamentals, reading, writing, and math, Go ahead. Oh, no, I mean, just got a question. What other states have done this, or are there other states that have done this? None. Okay. We are we are cutting edge right well, now. Well, good for Tennessee. And, and Tennessee always, and I'm not from Tennessee. Oh, well, but we Tennessee, need that. Ten, oh, easy now. <laughs> but, but, but Tennessee, throughout its history, has always led. And we are going to lead again in Tennessee, but we're going to lead to me, and one of the most important things is education. Well, if that, everything hinges on that. If we can't get yeah. that, we're in bad shape all uh, the way around. And then the bill about the federal funding, it is gonna, it, it'll be run next year. Okay. Uh, we're going to ask them to block grant the money down to us and let us decide how we're going to educate our children in Tennessee. I'm assuming that they're going to say no to that. And then we will start <laughs> the process to stop, stop taking the money. We have the money. Every, every service that's provided right now to our students will be provided to them. It'll all flow seamlessly. It's just a check will come from the state of Tennessee, so we gain more control so our teachers don't have to do so much. Good. There you go. All right, folks, we're glad you were with us. And as usual, if you listen to us, there's all kind of strange things you're going to learn. Some may, some may be useful, some and not. Some may not, but they're always fun. And I'll tell you what, we're going to be back next week with Inside.